Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is June 23rd, 2016. I would like to announce my candidacy for the governor of Tokyo. Michael, what do you think about that? I think that you're as good a choice as any of the other ones that have come forward. Well, you don't have to be actually a citizen of Tokyo or the metropolitan area to be qualified as a governor, isn't that yeah, right? Yeah, I think you still need to be a citizen of the country, though. Okay, well. Oh, well. But frankly speaking, uh, you would be the front runner at this time. <laughs> there is no one. They are scattering. Everybody who comes up in the naming process, oh, maybe this person could run, maybe this person could run in this election that has to come up in a few weeks' time. It's July the 31st is the date that's been set mm -hmm. by the uh, administration. Well, the administration that remains after Mr. Masazoi resigned. He actually walked out the other day, didn't he? I mean, the, the office is now vacant. He didn't even walk out. He didn't show up for his last day at the job. Didn't even bother to go. Mm -hmm. So there was none of the usual formal handing of a bouquet by some comely member of the, uh, the staff, nothing. Just, he's not here, we're taking over, and we need to have an election. And, mm -hmm. and they, they had hoped to push it back into August, but instead, they, re they realize there's a law and says, oh. Yes, 50 <laughs> days? We have 50 days. We, uh, so the, now the date is July the 31st. They're, it's really close. And it is after the House of Counselors election. But right now, there's not a single candidate worth talking about. He sure had a bee in his bonnet when he left. I mean, he didn't show up for his last day, but the second to the last day, apparently he let out the instructions, apparently that um, I don't want anybody to go outside to, to see me off. I'm just gonna be leaving, so you stay in your offices. But the point is, is that even with Inose, who resigned under some color of, of scandal, mm -hmm. he wasn't presented with a bouquet, but you know his staff turned up, waved goodbye, you know, gokuro-sama. Yeah. And that didn't happen immediately for a uh, former uh, governor of Tokyo. Yeah, he's a former governor now. And was, if we were talking last week, he was the governor mm -hmm. still. Uh, this job, has become a poisoned chalice. The last three governors have resigned prematurely, but the last two were forced out by the assembly turning against them mm -hmm. and offering them an offer they could not refuse, which is get out now before, let's say, the prosecutors come at you and we'll, we'll just find your replacement. That's, it's, it's been... A horrific process, the executive branch of government here in Tokyo, which is supposed to be preparing for a global event in, the, in terms of, well, there's the Rugby World Cup, but the, the Olympics coming in 2020, this city is, is, has, no, has no one at its head. Who's running the government now? I mean, there, how many vice governors are the, there? The, Three? the deputy governors, there are four of them. And they're, I don't know, maybe they trade off on a daily basis who's in charge. But it's, there's this hiatus, and it's, it's covered, basically, by these appointees. But there's a real problem. No sane person <laughs> would want this job. Oh, wait. You offered. <laughs> I offered. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, somebody's going somebody's gonna to show up. And probably, you know, the way that they've paced this, we had the House of Counselors election that that's, um, the, the election date is on the uh, June 
uh, July 10th, mm -hmm. and then we start with the gubernatorial election. On July the 14th. Right. But the thing is, it's not as if though someone who loses in the House of Counselors election immediately will say, oh, hey, I'm a candidate, sure. I lost my seat, mm -hmm. I didn't get a seat. I'm willing to become governor. It's four days, right? And and it's not going to work out. And or, it's it's got to be a so. It, I mean, theoretically, it could. Mm -hmm. uh, you really could have someone but suddenly it needs become to be a, a candidate. sterling candidate, somebody who could potentially run and win in one of the upper house seats. Sterling. Well, they've been offering sterling candidates in the media, this, these, these trial balloons. Right. I don't know who's been floating them. But every time a trial balloon comes up, the person immediately comes out and says, I'm not running. Right. They, there was this movement. It was on the front page of, of my home newspaper, the Tokyo Shimbun. Ren Ho of yes. the DP. Uh, who is a member of the House of Councilors and sitting, uh, acting um, ahead of that, party, acting president right? of of the DP? Immediately, she said, "No, no, 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 that's not me." And she's very popular, though. I mean, a lot of people are are pulling for her. Although she she said, "I'm not going to do it." She did hedge her bets just a tiny bit. Yeah, but nevertheless, you never she's absolutely say no. Right? But she has much better things. Last time she was, I think she was the top vote getter in the last House of Councilors election mm -hmm. where she ran. She's she's in like Flint, so she has no problems right. with, with this upcoming House of Councilors election where she is, uh, I mean, her posters went up yesterday. Yesterday was the day. The first day of election campaigning. First day of election campaigning. So who else is possible? Right now, every person, they, they talked about Ishihara Nobuteru, who mm. represents a Tokyo district, Suginami-ku, and he says no. Uh, Nagatsuma Akira said no. Uh, and the only person who hasn't said no is Koike Yuriko. Mm -hmm. Now, she, the, the iron butterfly, as I call her, she has flitted about and done all kinds of different things in her life. She graduated Cairo University. I like her as a candidate. Yeah, and she then was a TV announcer and first ran from Osaka. Mm -hmm. And then, on the orders of Koizumi, ran in Tokyo. Uh, as an assassin candidate, uh, she she might have the necessary flexibility, and she certainly has the the, the telegenic looks mm -hmm. uh, to to do it. But again, it's not sane mm -hmm. until there can be some way of keeping the assembly from driving out, running people out on a rail. These the, anyone who takes that seat, mm -hmm. if there's if there is not some kind of entente there saying we're not going to do this ever again, no one's going to want to run for that seat. Right. Matsuzoi was forced out of office, probably pretty much pistol to the head, for indiscretions that he spent public money. It wasn't public money. The grand total of money that was spent compared to the grand total of money that will be spent, I mean, the, the disparity here is just It's going to cost 5 billion yen which is a, a tremendous amount of money, in order to hold the election. On top of that, because he served more than two years, he gets the pension, he gets the goodbye money, mm -hmm. and this is all because of $41,000. Grand total of $41,000. 4.4 million yen of entirely legal, but improper right. charges done to political fund accounts mm -hmm. that he controlled. 
the disparity is tremendous between you know the 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 sin and the cost of replacing him. It's insane, right. and it, it just goes to show that you you really should not rely on. In this case, the the real drivers were the Communist Party. They're they're always trying to find how to make people mm-hmm. look uh, as though they're sleazy and they're cheating on the political funding accounts. Now, now that's some that, people, that's easy. Well, the thing is, mm-hmm. the, the Communist Party has a very significant point to make. It doesn't take a yen from the public funds. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's the only party that does not take any public election money. So, of course, they're the ones who lead the charge. Mm-hmm. And they did. And the thing is, the Cometo the and the LDP, which had supported Masazoi folded. They they had a smacking majority in the in the assembly. He had to be ousted by seventy five percent of the members. Had, in order for a no confidence motion to pass, it's not fifty percent. It's seventy five percent. We watched we watched this cascade. I mean, it took four weeks, but only four weeks, and he's out of there. And he was out of there. And it's just a few. And it started. And it, the, thing, the irony about the whole thing is that it started out of the Olympics. The Olympics were the reason why he went on overseas jaunts. Mm-hmm. And it was these charges that the Communist Party brought up and said, look at how much money he was spending on these overseas trips. He was flying first class. He was, My God. He was, he was taking suites in hotels. He's the representative of Tokyo. Sure. He's going to try to impress people in Paris. It's going to be expensive. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> did not register, did not did not in any way stop this juggernaut. Well, he's an unhappy person, and I don't know what's gonna become of him after this, but he's not gonna be a, a, a favorite celebrity on TV talk shows. I don't know about, you know, he did have that as a basic source of income, and he'll have to walk away from it. But Eno say, mm-hmm sort of shows the way in this. Uh, Inose knows that if he really becomes obnoxious, that will possibly lead to the prosecutors. Let's, let's face it, prosecutors in this country are indeed, yes, they are, they are unbiased and they are noble and they are hardworking, but you only need one mm-hmm. who has a friend in the LDP and that one prosecutor can make your life hell. So stay cool, stay calm, don't talk about politics, stay out of the way for a couple years until you, you, you cool off, and then you can restart your life. That's what Masazoi is going to face for a few years. Uh, he speaks beautiful French, he's taught at the Sorbonne, maybe he's going to go and, and, and have a teaching position in France for a while, mm-hmm. it'll be great for him. I think that was, basically he came to the realization at that last night after vowing that he would not be forced out of office. He suddenly must have realized, I'll be paid to go away. I'll be able to do study. I will be able to go back to being a professor. Life ain't bad. Yeah, not quite thumping his nose at the people who kicked him out, but he will move on. He'll move on. He he, he still has his lovely home in Setagaya, when I'm only now when I pass it on my bicycle. I'm, I'm, you don't I'm throw prob- rocks anymore. No, I'm, I'm probably not going to meet a, a whole bunch of policemen right. around it. And there were a lot of policemen around it those last few weeks because they were very concerned mm-hmm. that the, the that 
angry, he would be under attack, right? That angry people uh, stimulated by this entirely made up scandal mm-hmm. uh, would, would in some way try to, you know, at least harass him or, or, or at least yell at his house. He'll, he'll be away from that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, that's pretty attractive too. But that doesn't change the dynamic of who's going to replace him. Right. The new governor will be pretty much the Olympic governor then. One of his first um, items of business will to be visiting Rio to wave the flag. That's right. They, they, he will, or she, he or she will ostensibly receive the Olympic flag from whoever is still standing At the after close Rio. Ceremony, right? Rio is in a terrible state right now, uh, but something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you just said this person is going to be governor of 2020. But it's only 2016. Oh, that's, that's true. The last, last, two last two governors haven't lasted right. three years or four years. We don't know who's going to be governor. Mm-hmm. We're, who knows? It might be Abe for all we know. <laughs> uh, and, and somebody's got to take this job. And right now, the most important executive position in Japan that's directly elected by the people is going vacant. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. We're going to continue to watch this. The Tokyo governor has been railroaded out. We've got a vacant spot. The election will start after the upper house elections have concluded. Welcome back. The House of Counselors election started yesterday and will run until July 10th. It will be electing 121 members of the upper house. There are 348 candidates that are vying for these posts. It's an exciting time, Michael. It's a great time because this is really quite in a stealthy way, probably one of the most significant elections ever in Japanese history, or at least the history of the last 30 years. And it's, it's, no one has really appreciated the depth and the importance of this particular election because the House of Counselors, what is it? I mean, it used to be the joke house. Mm-hmm. It used to be the place where the professional wrestlers, where the actresses, where the singers, where the comedians were the candidates, and they would actually collect the most votes. It, it was it sure. was an absolute... Popularity. It was, it was a popularity contest, but it was also seen by the public as unserious. In mm-hmm. the 1990s, the the voting rates absolutely cratered. I mean, 44% showed up for one election, completely ignored. Then it became something really important, and that was due to this the victory of opposition candidates in the House of Counselors, what was now known as the Nijire Kokkai, the twisted diet, where the LDP controlled the House of Reps, the, the more important house constitutionally. But the the opposition controlled the other house, and that opposition was able to block mm-hmm. anything that the LDP would set up. And unless the LDP had a two-thirds majority in the House of Representatives, that was the end of that legislation. That suddenly made the House of Counselors really important, and it's been important ever since. Tables were turned in DPJ times, when they lost control of the House of Counselors in 2010, that basically destroyed their government. Oh, they limped on for a few years, but without control of both houses mm-hmm. of, the, of the diet, a government is really, really hobbled. Now, right now, this year, the, the 2016 version, 
the LDP and its coalition ally, the Cometo, they control the House of Reps. They also control the House of Councillors. So nothing's, there's no prospect of radical change in terms of legislation. They're trying to preserve that legislative advantage, but because the Cometo and the LDP have a two-thirds majority in the House of Representatives, the, the, the more important house, the lower house. It does have a, a sway factor, they, doesn't it's, it? it, it whether, if they lose control of the House of Councillors, it's not a problem because they have the override pr- mm-hmm. provision. So many people have said, oh, okay, nothing's going to change. Things are going to change mm-hmm. with this election, and that's the great thing about it. There are so many candidates that are vying for the seats. The opposition parties are going together and supporting individual candidates through some sort of a alliance program that they've launched. Okay, that's one of the real innovations of this and very innovative House of Councillors election. There are several different aspects that we should get into. Mm-hmm. But first is the joint candidates. Four main opposition parties, well, two main opposition parties, really, the Communists and the DP, the Democratic Party, with two minor parties as their allies, are offering joint candidates in 32 of 32 single-member districts. Now, the, the single-member districts are the places in Japan which have low populations, uh, generally are somewhat parasitic on the rest of Japan in that they probably take in more in terms of government revenues than they, than they actually give out in taxes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically dependent on the core areas of Japan. These have been the bastions of the LDP. And any attack on them by members of the opposition has always been hobbled by the fact that the communists have put forward their own candidates in these districts, which meant that an anti-LDP candidate had to fight both the LDP and the communists. Right. This year in the single member districts, the communists are on board and they're putting forth just one mm-hmm. opposition candidate. That's a, a really interesting challenge and it's following up on the Hokkaido Five by-election where a, a joint four-party candidate nearly toppled the LDP Komeito choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interesting. Stat- Saturday and Sunday, all of the party heads, including the prime minister, were all over the airwaves on TV and on the radio, having this debate back and forth in anticipation of the launch of the elections, which started yesterday. And you hardly ever see have an op- opportunity to see the prime minister in action being attacked. And he's sitting there with the other opposition party leaders too. And it's what a, what a huge dynamic. You can actually see, you know, the policy pronouncements that these fellows are making right from their own mouth. And it's, it's been a really amazing thing in that they, they really crammed together in a very short amount of time a whole bunch of debates. I think it was five mm-hmm. over the weekend with all of these different it party was pretty, heads. pretty impressive. And they were moving together. They coordinated so that the, the public, whether it was by the traditional means of the, the big shindig that they have at the National Press Center or something that's only web-based. They had a, a web-only debate. The, they've really worked together, and it it was very interesting to to see them interact. However, basically, there, there there's there's nothing that's going to change. It's not like they're going to have a, a gotcha moment. Right. It's it it's they're just going to state their policies, and that's what they did. They state what what the the, the policy platform is. The interesting thing is the things they're not saying. I think most importantly, the issue which everyone has been talking about 
going into this election, which is constitutional revision. That has evaporated away. It sure has, yeah. From, uh, Mr. Abe won't talk about it. Instead, the, the LDP, which is has in its own founding documents, constitutional revision is one of the reasons we exist right. as a party. But the party manifesto for this particular election <clears throat> says we want to deepen the discussions and in, bring the people into the discussion of whether there should be constitutional revisions or not, which is so milk right. toast, you know? Yeah. Yeah, where's, where's the fiery Abe of the past saying, well, if we don't change the constitution, we will not survive? Well, it's like what uh, Mr. Tanagaki said just the other day. Once we finish the election, we're going to go full bore on Abenomics. So... Probably likewise, you know, let's let's finish this election first. Let's cobble together as much as we can and then take it from there. You, what, that, that same Tanigaki said something incredible regarding constitutional revision we, that just blows my mind. He said, we shouldn't be discussing it in a, in a, in a way that is, that is vague and, and uh, simplistic because we're all amateurs oh, at that's this. That's true, that's right. He, he said that. that we're amateurs yeah. at this. We've never done We've it. We've never changed the Constitution, so we kind of don't know where we're going with this. That's right, so let's not, what? Yeah, actually I thought that was um, a, a good comment because it brings to the fore that they really never have. Since the Constitution was created, it has never been touched. So they don't even have constitutional theorists that can talk about what it would do and how it would impact other things and what are the consequences. Oh, they have of, theorists, yeah. they just don't have any data. Yeah. They have no idea what's going to happen. And and you get a sense that, well, if there were somebody who could, probably, maybe the, the, the TV announcer Ikegami could probably point out, you know, <laughs> uh, the you've had 60 years to prepare don't tell me that you're amateurs. Right. Uh, someone has got to point out to this crowd that you don't get to suddenly, after 60 years of demanding it, which mm -hmm. is how long the LDP's been in, in, in existence, right. that suddenly, uh, maybe not. Yes. <laughs> We're yeah. not really that interested in it. But what was, was really stunning to me was the Kyoto poll, which polled over 300 potential candidates, persons who had, had declared themselves as candidates. The Komeito candidates, not a single one supported constitutional revision. They didn't deny it. They said they just either they said that they didn't right. have an opinion on it, mm -hmm. but nobody came out in favor of it. The communists, of course, all said it can't happen. They were opposed. But the Komeito, the communist's deadly enemy, is also not on board right. at all mm -hmm. with what was supposed to be the signature, the main focus of the entire whole shebang. Right, right. Well, you watched all of the, the debates and the, all of the party heads there, and you, it, it, I'm sure you picked it up too. The only one that really looked presidential was the prime minister. Everybody else looked like a contender. They looked like an angry old person. They looked like they were forgetful, fidgeting old man. It just looked, the dynamics there were just really inescapable. Well, he's, well, he's had three years to practice. And that, that kicked me off when I saw that he, they, they have this wonderful habit, this, I don't, not a habit, but this custom of writing down what their uh, hopes or dreams or, or mm -hmm. the motto of their campaign is and then showing it, that, 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 that wonderful cultural thing that they do. He put on his, the same one that he had put on the previous years, which was 
Seka o dasu. Putting out results. Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily achieving anything, but putting out results. You can mm-hmm. sit still and you'll pu- still put out results. Mm-hmm. Come on. And you've been in office three and a half years and you're still offering to put out results? What are you talking about? That, I, I just had a visceral reaction to that. <laughs> the other party heads had, had various kinds of absurd promises. The, the new Renaissance party was the classic one. It had... You, Abenomics plus leaving nuclear power. And then on the side, the guy wrote, for some reason, uh, hydrogen fuel cells. <laughs> That's, that, was, that was his promise to the people. And you said, oh, great. Mm-hmm. The new Renaissance Party was, in fact, the party of Masazoe, the gov- former governor of, of Tokyo. It's now run by one guy named Arai. And it, how it even gets on the podium along with the other parties, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I like Arai, though. I like Arai, but, the, yes. the, but that's his problem. Abenomics plus getting out of nuclear power, <laughs> hydrogen fuel cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and then there was this the immense irony of Japan, of Japan Kokoro, of Nihon right. Kokoro, the, uh, the farthest ultra-white party. And its leader putting up a sign saying, peace, heiwa. That's our goal. I guess it's peace through strength. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we come in peace with powerful weapons. You know, <laughs> it, it wasn't only Tanigaki who, who made this kind of statement that makes you scratch the side of your head, but also during this period, right, right when we're in elections, things that are said, small scandals now, they can be completely blown out of proportion. And the person who is most prone to making these kinds of pronouncements is the current uh, finance minister, Minister Mr. Asso, and he said something pretty outrageous just the other day, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember which one you're trying to refer to. Which of his many outrageous statements is this? Okay, well, this one is is a repeat of what he had said sometime earlier. It's to paraphrase, it is hurry up and die. You know? Oh yes. How much longer are you going to be here? And before you die, spend all the money that you've saved. Right. We, we need to engage the economy. You need to be dynamically engaged. Well, he certainly should start spending some of his money and, and maybe spend all of it, and then you'll find out what other people feel like. Yes. You know, one of the things that, I mean, he's a very likable person, uh, and if you saw him in his younger days, he was a, a good-looking man. And, 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 he's, a, and he's a former mm-hmm. Olympian. He's, I think, one of the Rifle. few. Right. Yeah, he was, he was, he was uh, skeet shooting. And man, if you see him in his in his gear from that time, that guy could really rock a turtleneck, uh, just <laughs> amazingly. But he, because he's from a wealthy family, he's from an, a very prominent political family as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his grandfather Yoshida Shigeru was the immediate post-war prime minister. He doesn't really know what. Regular people feel well. That's a characteristic of of what goes on over in Nagatacho. I mean, that's. I mean, a lot of people they're living in a different world. They they deal with each other differently than normal Japanese people deal with each other. I mean, it, it is kind of an enclosed world. Yeah. We're, so the, we're, when we're looking at the candidates of for the, that are likely to win, there are there are a lot of candidates who are just running. I mean, if you look at the the poster outside, 
next in front of the school that has all these different faces, only a few of them are really viable mm -hmm. candidates. You have the candidates of, 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 the, of the, uh, the happiness party, and then you have the, all these minor figures. Still, the, the ones that will, there, there are here in, in Tokyo, we're going to be electing more than one. This is not a single member. District. Right. This Let's talk about that just for a second because a lot of our viewers are, are here in Tokyo. The billboards went up a couple of days ago. They've got numbered blocks. But, but the boxes. posters only went on yesterday right. because the law requires you to wait until the official start right. of campaign season. So, so they, they set it up uh, in our neighborhood here in Chiyoda Ward, uh, 28 uh, blocks for 28 photos, but 28 photos won't go into, into that billboard. And they're not going to be 28 candidates. That's right. But they were guessing mm -hmm. approximately. Uh, the, the choice will be for one person. Each person has a vote in the district for one person. However, there may be more than one seat. Tokyo has the most seats available. So the person who gets the most votes will be, get the first seat, the, the second most votes, the second seat, all the way mm -hmm. down the line. That's one category. That's that's and so the person who goes to vote, the the individual voter, puts out two ballots. Right. The first one is for the district, and you you are either in a single member district or a multi member district, and but you only get to vote for one person on that. And then there is the ballot for the proportional seat. Ninety six of the of the two hundred forty two seats in the House of Councilors are proportional seats. So 48 of those seats that are up for election are going to be proportional candidates. That's run according to the number of votes that a party receives or a member of a party mm -hmm. receives. On that ballot, you can either write a party name or a person's name, but that person has to be a representative on the proportional list of that party. You can't have an independent person winning off the proportional list. That's not possible. So there's a party's vote and a person's vote. Okay, the, the proportional representation, they represent the whole country of Japan and you vote for that person. Where does that person's face go? They're not on the billboards outside, are they? They're not because they, they, they are, there's no, they're not a district candidate. Right. It's just, you have to either know them publicly and everybody gets free airtime on right. NHK to present themselves and present their case. Uh, they also can give out campaign literature. The party can also have posters up uh, by individuals that say the person has a big person's face on it along with the head of the party mm -hmm. usually. Uh, if the head of the party is very unpopular, the, the candidates actually say, please don't put the party head's face there because that will drive people away. But you're right. They're, you not, have a part of, they're not part of there. the display in front of the voting booth. And to, to, to overcome part of that, that um, a disadvantage, on the ballot, you can either write that candidate's name or the party that they're representing. That's right. right. And the, the, what happens is, is the person And it's gets, not circling. You have to actually physically write it out. You have to write it, physically write down the name. And there's always a, a, a few ballots that are spoiled by people who put down names mm -hmm. that are either illegible or might be two candidates. And that's why in, in these elections, you will see in the election results, people actually have fractional vote totals. It's not 11,312 votes. You can have 11,312.3333 votes as your total because mm -hmm. 
when there is some kind of d- confusion, is it Mr. Watanabe or the other Mr. Watanabe? They split the votes, ah. and they there is and and mm. because these these the, of the requirement that you have to write down a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the party vote doesn't work that way. People are very clear about the parties, but the in, when they're voting, there's voting for individuals. You can actually end up with fractional votes. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the other side of the the election campaign. Those are the um, individual candidates for the the, the district district seats. So you get one vote there, but the, some really popular candidate could accumulate a lot of votes and um, probably suck away some of the votes from. Another LDP person, for example, who also is running, but he's competing with uh, the opposition parties. How do they take care of that big, huge discrepancy in, we, we like the party, but this fellow is getting more votes than this person. And also, um, our coalition partner, Cometo, they're, they're a little bit um, on the Cheyenne, too. Well, this, the, the way of trying to get voters to vote a particular fashion in order to maximize the party's victories. That must be an is, is, It is something that the LDP, despite all its other wonderful attributes and all of its other cap- capacities, never has really been able to nail down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cometo, by contrast, has everything nailed down. It, in, in past elections, has in fact split its votes, telling half of its followers, you vote for the party and the other half to demonstrate how coordinated they are. And, and if you, you may not believe this, or anyone watching might not believe this, but you can actually see physically in the vote totals how many seats they are officially targeting. Mm-hmm. Because it will be, a, the, the bar graphs will be astonishing. Almost the same size. This, now that means that nationwide they've coordinated in choosing. That is huge. You know, they're saying this person, you will vote for this person. You will vote for this person. And the first candidates up to that boundary point where they say, okay, we want to elect nine people. The, those first nine candidates have hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of votes. And then that 10th candidate who's not on the list, a few thousand. Right. It just drops off like a, a cliff. Mm-hmm. It, and it's it's absolutely unnecessary. That's the amazing thing. You don't have to do that. All you had to have to do is write down the Kometo party. Right. But instead, to demonstrate their mm-hmm. ultimate coordination, they actually go through this entirely useless and pointless exercise of taking those names and saying to people, you will vote for this person. You will vote for this person on a nationwide scale. How does the LDP do it? The LDP tries to make sure that... Because they have to support their coalition partner by not robbing them too badly. Well, in this case, it's not the, even the... It's within the LDP, let's say for in Tokyo, they have two candidates. What's to prevent uh, one candidate to, for taking all the LDP votes and the other to have just a few? And what happens is instead of there being gets, right. two LDP persons elected, one is elected and two... Democratic Party candidates are elected. Right. They try to coordinate. They try on a on a basis of the prefecture. Try to make sure that uh, some of the votes that get pushed over to that other person. Of course, this kind of vote buying and selling it, it, it looks kind of sleazy and mm-hmm. feels kind of sleazy. But if you're trying to maximize the output for the party, you do what needs to be done. Right. 
And it all comes out in the wash. And, and eventually there's a quid pro quo of some kind. The other, the candidate that got helped somehow helps the candidacy of somebody else. It all works out. But it's no, it's absolutely not in the same league mm-hmm. as the coalition partner Kometo. Right, they absolutely coordinate down to the household level. Interesting. Listen, in uh, on Tokyo on Fire, we very rarely diverge from our topics, and we usually stick really close to them. So, in normal fashion, I would like to interject a, another issue that's related but kind of unrelated, and that is today is the twenty third of June, and uh, the election campaign has been added one additional day, and that's today. There's, you can not hear any sound trucks now. Maybe they've, they've taken it off as a, a sign of respect, but today is a, a significant day in Japanese history. This is the day of commemoration of the end of the Battle of Okinawa. Mm-hmm. And indeed, the uh, powers that be decided that the election campaign, which could have begun today, was actually kicked back one additional day, starting on the 22nd, mm-hmm. so as not to interfere with the commemoration events. Uh, usually the prime minister flies down to Okinawa. He's to, there today. And, t- and takes part. Uh, and that means that there's no campaigning. And indeed, there are no sound trucks. There's no one saying, right. please vote for me, which would normally be happening. Normally you would be hearing that But today, today is right. a very important day. Mm-hmm. And it's especially important in terms of this election in that the uh, opposition in their, whatever you want to call it, you call it a coalition, I call it an alliance, they have as one of their platforms that the Henneco base mm-hmm. will not be built. That the Futenma Marines Air Station, whatever they do with it, it cannot be shifted. The, the forces there cannot be shifted to Henneco, which is completely contrary to the position of the, the current ruling government. The election campaign for the House of Councilors started two days ago. Today we're taking a day off, a national day of remembrance for the Battle of Okinawa. And the election will be called on July 10th. Stay tuned. Continue to watch the newspapers and TV. This is an exciting time to be in Japan. Welcome back. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about an amazing crime that was perpetrated on Japanese convenience stores. In the early morning hours of a weekend, several ATMs were attacked with forged bank cards and an amazing amount of money was stolen. Michael? You remember that conversation we had? Yeah, but it seems I was completely wrong about almost everything. Well, you th- you thought that it might have been um, perps that were flown in. They came in from organized crime, and it looks like the police have captured a couple of people because of the security cameras, and their standing is that it's a homegrown crime. A lot of people that are you know just delinquents, juvenile delinquents, or uh, mafia. Well, it turns out that the coordination seems to have been done domestically. What the origin of these forged bank cards was remains a mystery, and it's possible that they were indeed manufactured in China, Mm -hmm. is one of the the, the theories that's been put forth. But as for the persons who did the actual criminal act of going to the ATMs and taking money out in these convenience stores using these fake cards for a South African bank— this seems to have been recruited either by the internet or just by some kind of personal connections from amongst the basic criminal class here. Right. Small-time criminals, very unimpressive individuals largely, uh, who were given, you know, there's a job I have for you. You have to go to the convenience store with these cards, take out 100,000 yen, and 
here's the password for all of these cards. It's all the same. Yep. You don't have much to remember. Just keep going until you are have used up all these cards and as many ATMs as you can. What a wacky gig because, I mean, everybody knows the security cameras are there. Even though they did it early in the morning before the, the convenience stores are packed with many people. Well, the thing is, it seems that a lot of them did what everybody does if, if, or any reasonable criminal would do wear a surgical mask because wearing a surgical mask in Japan is not seen in some ways as looking suspicious mm-hmm. and people do it all the time. Uh, some people do it, of course, for reasons of hay fever, but we're not in hay fever season. And others do it in some for an- anonymity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, women entertainers and male entertainers, for example, wear surgical masks when they leave and walk in the street. You do that too, don't you? I, 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 I never you need do to. That. I, I am, I'm not that famous <laughs> uh, or, or infamous or either. But anyway, they, they managed, some of them managed to cover up their identities, but some of them didn't. And a few of these miscreants have been rounded up. Right. Well, they have outside security cameras too, maybe unrelated to the convenience store. They see the cars come in, usually two cars. There was a chaser as well, and they can follow up on the, the license plates there. They can vector that, and they've pulled out a bunch of guys. And they pulled out a lot of cash over a very short amount of time with this network. <clears throat> Three of, hours. You know, it was very, 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 very coordinated. So you're probably right, I, and I was wrong, <laughs> that it what that domestic organized crime mm-hmm. was provided provided the organizational skills. Well, I, you've, you've got to imagine just having the on-the-ground experience of being able to walk in, look natural, have have your friends outside, take you quickly to the next one, Apparently, each individual card could have made several transactions, and they went through several transactions, and they took the cash out and put the cash back in. It was it was an interesting coordinated effort, and it, these are usually these perps were actually already involved in things like the ore ore scams, mm-hmm. which are calling up old people and telling them to put money into ATMs. I get them all the time. Yeah, they, you have to be of a certain age, but it's not hard to get lists of older people. And this is a major crime. And, and, and fraud create, done by these individuals is a major subject. Every day on NHK at a certain hour of the afternoon during their afternoon newscast, they have a special segment every single day on the latest kind of fraud. And mm-hmm. it usually has something to do with these called in, uh, you, hi, I'm I'm your, your nephew, uh, I've got- I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, or there's me. been a special charge, or <clears throat> this is uh, NHK, you haven't paid your, your bill for this, go to the ATM now and here's the, right. the number that you, all these individuals that do this, preying upon the elderly, they were easily recruited for this preying mm-hmm. upon the ATM system. Well, it turns out that this isn't the only scam. I mean, in recent history, I mean, over the last five or six months, they've also had other scams, similarly with ATMs, that have been successful, just not announced. It seems to be the case that that, uh, they've been really quiet about how easy it is to steal money from a convenience store without even bringing in a weapon. You just bring in a card. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is something that, of course, the ATM networks in Japan do not want to advertise too loudly. But when the losses pile up, and they have piled up, 
change has to come. Well, change has come really quickly because the amount that can be withdrawn now has been significantly reduced unless you have a card issued out of China. Or there's, there are all kinds of blocks that they've been putting in rather than reforming the entire system. Mm -hmm. But eventually, reform of the entire system has to happen because when the Olympics happen in 2020, there are going to be all kinds of communications devices and, and people trying to use international banking right. systems here in Japan to withdraw cash. And unless the system is ready to handle that, there's going to be trouble. You know, it's strange and somewhat counterintuitive because the Japanese, you would think there are, they are at the pinnacle of, of technology, but in terms of cybercrime, it seems that they're very, very weak. It seems, well, there, there's, that argument's always been made. It's really hard to tell because Japanese banks and Japanese financial institutions have traditionally always been very quiet about embezzlement, mm -hmm. about fraud, about ways that the banking system might actually be insecure. Uh, much more so than I think than any other system in, in, a, in, a, in a free society elsewhere. They've really been able to put a lid on things, especially insider uh, criminal activity, that would be unimaginable mm -hmm. in other societies. Well, uh, particularly in, in Japanese society, you rarely see victimized crime. I mean, it happens, but most of the crime, the, the large number of crime that, that occurs here is, is white-collar crime. It's, it's victimless crime. And, and that goes on, on, a, on a huge, at a huge level. And, it, and, it, and it's an unmeasured scale. Mm -hmm. What we see on television and what we, we read about in the newspapers are these crimes involving there are very few crimes that involve violence and involve persons who are actually engaging in criminal activity. But those are the ones that get on TV. Right. They have they have great video from the the store video, whatever. But they're so comparatively rare. As or guns. Or yes, right. All that gets blown way out of proportion right. as compared to, as you say, white collar crime, which is probably a much bigger deal and only really gets promoted when a member of the bureaucracy gets mm -hmm. is one of the persons who's fingered. Then or that, either that or a, a, a university professor, someone with some kind of supposed status and moral standards who's right. found to have embezzled something, then that's promoted. But most of the time, embezzlement is buried. Right. A touchy subject here in Japan, the uh, presence and the activities of Yakuza, it's not talked about. But wouldn't you agree to agree with me that you know, if you don't understand the Yakuza portion of, of the Japanese economy and their place in Japanese society, you really, you, you don't have a full grasp of how things work here. Um, you probably don't. In this case, in the, in the case of this particular crime, somebody's going to have to pay from the Yakuza for doing this. This is humiliating the system. Mm -hmm. uh, you can prey on the system, but only to a certain extent. In, the, in this case, this was a massive operation. Uh, you can suck a little bit off the top, but here they just took a vacuum cleaner and, and, and vacuumed up hundreds of millions of yen all over the country. Yeah. That's, going to, that's going to regenerate some backlash, and that's probably why we've actually seen arrests. Mm -hmm. We're careful when we go to the ATM. You should be too. Please stay tuned.